Hey there, friends, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast. This is day number 26 of our journey through the New Testament, where we're reading through the entire New Testament every weekday of the year. Today we continue in Acts chapter 10. So grab your Bible if you can and listen closely if you will. Let's journey through the New Testament. We'll unpack it. We'll do a little preview first and then review it to find simple applications in our life to help grow our walk with Christ. So as we do that, let's do a little preview of what we're about to see in Acts chapter 10. And in Acts chapter 10, we are carrying on from what we just saw in Acts chapter 9. And uh, with that recap of Acts chapter 9, Saul, Saul, that persecutor of Christians, had that vision on the road to Damascus. He encounters the risen Jesus and experiences a radical conversion from a great persecutor to ultimately a great missionary and the man that would end up being the author of three quarters of the New Testament of all we're going to read this year. We also saw Ananias, a disciple that was reluctant but obeys God's call to minister minister to Saul um, and ultimately guides him in his path to encourage him, praise over him, and allows him to be Paul, eventually a key figure in that early church. So today, our focus shifts to the Gentiles, as now we're going to look in Acts chapter 10. So be ready for some visions. We're going to see some visions from a man named Cornelius, a vision of Peter, and notice the removal of those dietary restrictions those Jewish restrictions of diet, those are specifically mentioned. Acceptance of Gentiles. And then Peter and Cornelius are going to have a meeting. Watch that interaction between Peter and Cornelius and the cultural barriers that are broken in this chapter and how Peter realizes God's inclusive plan for everyone. And then at the end of our chapter today, watch this amazing event of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the Gentiles, the non-Jews. And that is confirmation of God's acceptance of non-Jewish believers. So, a lot of great things happening in this chapter, so let's turn together to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, and uh, we're going to start in verse 1, and... Obviously, we're going to read them all. There are 48 verses in our chapter today. We'll begin with Cornelius' vision in verse 1. Here we go. There was a man named Cornelius in Caesarea, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment. He was a devout man and feared God along with his whole household. He did many charitable deeds for the Jewish people and always prayed to God. About three in the afternoon, he distinctly saw a vision of an angel of God who came in and said to him, Cornelius, staring at him in awe, he said, What is it, Lord? Then the angel told him, 
your prayers and your acts of charity have ascended as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa and call for Simon, who is also named Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, who was one of those who attended him. After explaining everything to him, he sent them to Joppa. Begin in verse 9 now. This is Peter's vision. The next day, as they were traveling and nearing the city, Peter went up to pray on the roof about noon. He became hungry and wanted to eat. But while they were preparing something, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and an object that resembled a large sheet come down, being lowered by its four corners to the earth. In it were all the four-footed animals and reptiles of the earth and the birds of the sky. A voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. No, Lord, Peter said, for I have never eaten anything impure and ritually unclean. Again a second time, the voice said to him, What God has made clean, do not call impure. This happened three times, and suddenly the object was taken up into heaven. Verse 17 now. While Peter was deeply perplexed about what the vision he had seen might mean, Right away, the men who had been sent by Cornelius, having asked directions to Simon's house, stood at the gate. They called out, asking if if Simon, who was also named Peter, was lodging there. While Peter was thinking about the vision, the Spirit told him, Three men are here looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them with no doubts at all, because I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men and said, Here I am, the one you're looking for. What is the reason you're here? They said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man, who has a good reputation with the whole Jewish nation, was divinely directed by a holy angel to call you to his house and to hear a message from you. Peter then invited them in and gave them lodging. The next day he got up, and set out with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa went with them. The following day he entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him, fell at his feet, and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, and he said, Stand up, I myself am also a man. While talking with him, he went in and found a large gathering of people. Peter said to them, You know it's forbidden for a Jewish man to associate with or visit a foreigner, but God has shown me that I must not call any person impure or unclean. That's why I came without any objection when I was sent for. So may I ask why you sent for me? And Cornelius replied, Four days ago at this hour, at three in the afternoon, I was praying in my house. Just then, a man in dazzling clothing stood before me and said, 
Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your acts of charity have been remembered in God's sight. Therefore, send someone to Joppa and invite Simon here, who is also named Peter. He is lodging in Simon the Tanner's house by the sea. So I immediately sent for you, and it was good of you to come. So now we are all in the presence of God to hear everything you have been commanded by the Lord. Now we are on verse 34. So then Peter began to speak. Now I truly understand that God doesn't show favoritism, but in every nation, the person who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. He sent the message to the Israelites, proclaiming the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. You know the events that took place throughout Judea, beginning with, from Galilee after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And how, we, how he went about doing good and healing all who were under the tyranny of the devil, because God was with him. We ourselves are witnesses of everything he did in both the Judean country and in Jerusalem, and yet they killed him by hanging him on a tree. God raised up this man on the third day and caused him to be seen, not by all the people, but by us whom God appointed as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one that appointed by God to be the judge of the living and of the dead. All the prophets testify about him that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. Verse 43, the Gentile conversion. Verse 44 now. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came down on all those who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and declaring the greatness of God. Then Peter responded, Can anyone withhold water and prevent these people from being baptized? Who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? He commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they asked him to stay for a few days. That's the end of Acts chapter 10. Let's take a moment to breathe that in and then we'll reflect on what we just read and unpack that a bit so that we can find some simple application in these amazing things we just read. Oh my, in this Acts chapter 10, we saw a lot there with Cornelius' vision, how God was aware of the faith that Cornelius had in his position and this divine orchestration that led to Peter's visit with him and them to cross paths. With Cornelius, it's a remarkable story that gives us guidance that can help with our understanding of the freedom of the Holy Spirit at work within every one of us, within diverse cultures and backgrounds, people coming in with different experiences, right? 
as Peter told the story of Jesus to the Gentile Cornelius. The, Peter was a Jew, Cornelius the Gentile, and his household of Gentiles, non-Jewish people, an amazing thing happened. The Holy Spirit began to work in his listeners. Those that heard the message and the Holy Spirit was outpoured onto the Gentiles. And that was surprising and astounded the Jews who were with Peter. They were amazed that the Holy Spirit could be both for Jews and Gentiles. And it was confirmation that the Holy Spirit was for all, for everyone. They were learning for the first time that God doesn't have favorites. The Holy Spirit is not bound by race, culture, gender, nationality. Even Peter was astounded by this. Oh, Peter. You know, Peter is notorious for saying no. In verse 14 that we read, he said, No, Lord, no, I've never eaten anything impure or ritually unclean. But the voice of the angel said to him, What God has made clean do not call impure. Sometimes God has to shake us up a bit. Peter had a bad habit of saying no. Peter had put God in this box of limitations. But God shook him up and had to change his thinking through the limitations of dietary restrictions that is now broken and also through the inclusion of Gentiles that God is for everyone. I love the quote of Charles Spurgeon. He says, shake, shake yourself up a little, my brother. If you are too precise, may the Lord set you on fire and consume your bonds of red tape. We got to be shaken up and set on fire. We put that box of limitations on the Lord. Maybe that's you. Maybe we've limited God. Keep him in our boxes of what seems appropriate in our minds and not let him be present in every part of our life. I challenge you to do just that. Stop saying no, Lord. Say yes, Lord. Yes. Where have we said no to God? This is a great opportunity for evaluation and improvement so that we can walk a closer walk with our Father. I encourage you today to reflect on that and find ways to say yes in your conversations with those at your workplace. Yes to God. Make Him present. Give Him glory in all things that you do. May God receive the glory and may we do it for Him and only Him. Let's say yes in all we do today and every day moving forward. Have an amazing day. God bless y'all. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to go through Acts chapter 11 on our next episode. God bless you guys. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. 
I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified throughout reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word together.